0: Hello, everyone. It's Eves, checking in here to let you know that you're going to be hearing two different events in history in this episode. They're both good if I do say so myself. On with the show. Hi there. Welcome to This Day in History class, where we sift through the artifacts of history seven days a week. The day was May 25th, 1963. The Organization of African Unity, or OAU, was established in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. It was formed by 32 countries with the goal of promoting solidarity between African nations and ridding the continent of colonialism. The OAU has its roots in Pan-Africanism, Pan-Africanism is a movement that grew to prominence in the mid-to-late 19th century that emphasized African unity and collaboration among people of African descent. African leaders like Ghana's Kwame Nkrumah, Kenya's Julius Nyerere, Guinea's Sekou Toure, and Zambia's Kenneth Kaunda promoted pan-Africanism. The OAU was established to deal with continental issues in post-colonial Africa, There were three ideological blocs that emerged on the continent in 1960 and 1961. The Casablanca Group, the Brazzaville Group, and the Monrovia Group. The Casablanca Group supported full continental integration, and it included Ghana, Mali, Guinea, Libya, Egypt, Morocco, and Algeria. The Brazzaville group advocated for a gradual approach to unification, but remained tied to French interests. Its members were mainly former French colonies, including Cameroon, Ivory Coast, Mauritania, Senegal, Madagascar, and other countries. The Monrovia group favored a gradual approach to unification and a loose association of sovereign states. It included Sierra Leone, Nigeria, Togo, Ethiopia, Liberia, and Somalia, among other nations. The idea of a continental organization was based on the desire for a federation of African states or a United States of Africa. Pan-African Congresses were convened, and at the 5th Pan-African Congress in Manchester, England in 1945, there were calls for an end to colonial rule and racial discrimination, for independence of the African continent, and for economic advancement. In 1958, the first Congress of Independent African States was convened in Accra, Ghana. It brought together leaders of nationalist movements who advocated for African solidarity. Five years later, in what has been called Africa's Unity Year, Representatives of 32 African governments gathered in Addis Ababa to sign the charter for the OAU. The OAU became operational on September 13, 1963, when its charter went into effect. The charter said, in part, that the heads of African states and governments were, quote, inspired by a common determination to promote understanding among our peoples and cooperation among our states in response to the aspirations of our peoples for brotherhood and solidarity and a larger unity transcending ethnic and national differences. The Charter also said they were, quote, determined to safeguard and consolidate the hard-won independence as well as the sovereignty and territorial integrity of our states, and to fight against neocolonialism in all its forms. Member states were made to coordinate their policies in politics, diplomacy, economics, and other areas. The charter also provided for the sovereign equality of all member states, non-interference in the internal affairs of states, respect for their sovereignty and territorial integrity, the peaceful settlement of disputes, and the emancipation of dependent African territories. After decolonization, the Cold War, and the end of apartheid in South Africa, it became clear that the OAU was not entirely effective in its mission to create a prosperous and united Africa. Practically, a united Africa is hard to implement, and the OAU had both failures and successes. It made progress in decolonization and development of international law, while it did not do so well at bringing peace and stability to the continent or meeting the demands of globalization. In 1999, heads of state and government of the OAU issued the CERT declaration to call for an African Union that better addressed the social, economic, and political challenges that Africa faced. The OAU was dissolved in 2002. The African Union, which focuses on Africa's development and socioeconomic integration, replaced it. Some of the aims of the African Union are to promote and protect human rights, to promote peace, security, and stability on the African continent, to promote sustainable development, and to encourage the participation of the African diaspora in African affairs. Every year on May 25th, Africans and people in the African diaspora celebrate Africa Day, a holiday that commemorates the founding of the OAU and African unity. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TDIHCPodcast. Tune in tomorrow for another day in history. Hey y'all, I'm Eves, and welcome to this day in history class, a podcast that proves you can never know enough about history. was May 25th, 1925. Mexican writer Rosario Castellanos was born in Mexico City. Castellanos's work touched on issues of culture and gender in Mexico, and she is considered one of the most influential Mexican writers of the 20th century. Rosario spent most of her childhood in Comitan in southern Mexico. She was a solitary and observant child, And at a young age, she began to recognize the poverty in which the Mayans who worked her family's land lived. She also realized that she was treated differently than her younger brother. These experiences and perspectives later influenced her writing. But Rosario's brother died young of appendicitis, and the family lost their land when Mexican President Lazaro Cardenas instituted a reform program that expropriated and redistributed land. She later referred to this event as a benefit to her life, since it freed her from the restricted life she might have had if they'd kept the land. When she was a teenager, the family moved to Mexico City. She later wrote that the switch from a rural aristocratic lifestyle to a middle-class one in the city, quote, destroyed the certainty of my racial, social, and economic superiority. She published her first poems when she was still a teen, but in 1948, her parents died suddenly. Though she faced loneliness and the guilt of being a survivor, Castellanos found inspiration to seriously pursue a career in literature, and she published two books of poetry that year. Both of them revolved around themes of aloneness and mortality. Castellanos found her stride as a student at the National Autonomous University of Mexico. She became part of a group of writers who would meet and discuss each other's work. Her thesis, Sobre Cultura Femenina, or On Feminine Culture, is considered by some critics to be a key work of feminist thought. She got her master's degree in philosophy from the university in 1950. When she graduated, she and her friend, writer Dolores Castro, traveled around Europe together. Having gained a new perspective on what it meant to be Mexican and to be a foreigner, she returned to her home state of Chiapas and began working for the National Indigenous Institute, which provided aid to Native Americans in Mexico. She also gave her inherited land to the laborers who worked it. And in 1955, she published Balloon Canaan, a novel that earned her critical acclaim. It portrayed Native American characters as complex and round, rather than one-dimensional and flat, as other works often depicted them. Castellano admired French philosopher Simone Weil's work, and this was evident in Castellano's themes of oppression and submission as they related to gender and culture. Throughout the 1960s, she taught at the National Autonomous University of Mexico and universities in the United States. Castellano's work was inspired by writers like St. Teresa of Avila, Sor Juana Inés de la Cruz, Gabriela Mistral, Simone de Beauvoir, and Virginia Woolf. In her writing, Castellano often explored the reality of being a woman and being Mexican. One of Castellano's best-remembered works, the novel The Book of Lamentations, was published in 1962. It tells the story of a fictionalized Mayan uprising that takes place in the 1930s. In 1971, Castellano was appointed as the Mexican ambassador to Israel. In Israel, she learned to speak Hebrew and continued publishing poetry and journalism. The next year, she published her collected poetry in a work called Poetry Is Not You. Tragically, Castellano died by electrocution in 1974, when she was just 49 years old. She's buried in the Rotunda of Illustrious Persons in Mexico City. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them to us at, at iHeartMedia.com if you'd like to email us. You can also hit us up on social media. We're at Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.